Hey there, everybody. Meteorologist Andrew Gorton here with Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley. Dave, how are you doing here today? I am doing great as the... It is a Thursday. It We're is a getting Thursday. ready for our 4th of July weekend. I know. We have, you know, maybe some fireworks out in the tropics to talk about here. I know. We're both uh, sighing. It's that time of the year. I hate this time of year. I know, but that's that's why we're here. Uh, you know, it has been relatively, you know, okay for us so far. We're going to see what happens here with Tropical Storm Elsa. You've been waiting to play that sound effect. I was. I was. <laughs> but, so you know, nice. it's... You know, after we get to a point in that it actually could do damage to property and life, we don't make no, jokes anymore. But, no. you know, it's way out there for now. I figured I'd get away with a nice little sound effect. For Not now. a bad idea. We'll start take, talking about what's going on with Elsa and impacts, if any, or where is it going to go or whatever. Well, let's just get into what we have out there right now. Yeah, what for we sure. know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Elsa, tropical storm, became a tropical storm Wednesday on June 30th. And today is uh, July 1st, and we got 60 or 45 mile per hour winds, and it's a fast moving storm, 28 miles per hour. This thing is booking along, and it looks like it's going to be getting into uh, parts of the islands, Lesser Antilles there, heading on into Friday, tomorrow. Yeah, it's really interesting with, you know, when it gets into the Hispaniola area, um, you know, if the center circulation goes over you know, the warm water versus some of these mountainous areas. I mean, you can get places in Hispaniola that are over, you know, 10,000 feet high. Cuba, you can get over 6,500 feet high. So that land interaction could go a long way in disrupting, uh, you know, the strength and integrity of a storm like this. So it's something that, of course, we're going to watch, but these islands are so small. The center circulation, it's kind of like threading a needle. You you can't say now, like, oh, is it going to go right over here or not? But that's going to go a long way in the intensity forecast. Uh, the track itself is going to be a little bit more accurate. The intensity forecast always struggles a little bit more than the actual track itself. And let's just say we have the official track. We're looking at now the 11 a.m. advisory here from the uh, National Hurricane Center. And we're looking at the storm being a tropical storm off the coast of southwest Florida by Tuesday morning. That's where the center of the storm is forecast to be right now. And that would tend to bring a system up through Florida and possibly impacting our area late Tuesday and into Wednesday. Now, I don't want people to freak out just because mm-hmm. they're seeing this. Like you mentioned, there is a lot of things that can happen with this system. And that could potentially happen along the way, especially into the Caribbean that will determine the exact intensity and track of that storm. Yeah, definitely. And one of those things that we're going to be watching, of course, you've got a high pressure that usually is out there this time of the year that is over the Atlantic. Another factor is a cold front that's coming our way here for this weekend. How far does that go south? You know, that's going to have an impact as well. So uh, just to be said, you know, we're kind of playing chess here. There are a few moves that have to be made before we can see what's going to happen and everything kind of has to line up and and we're not quite there just yet next few days sure we can tell you where it's going how strong it's likely going to be and that's not always the case but we're very confident in that after about three days you know we have a little bit more up in the air yeah once we get into saturday that that's when the confidence gets a little bit lower computer models are suggesting anywhere from uh, parts of the uh, gulf of mexico to missing the east coast of the u.s altogether I know the European model, which a lot of people like to look at, yeah, yeah. Uh, keeps it a much weaker little system and actually takes it well out to the east of our area. Hey, I'm cheering for that one. Yeah, but with that, anytime we have a system offshore, then that's when we can have increased rip currents. You know, they've done a lot of dune restoration along the Georgia and South Carolina coast lately. So, yes, you might have some beach erosion, things like that. But 
Um, that's a much better solution versus potentially having something in the Gulf and us beyond that northeast quadrant. We always talk about that. Uh, the worst place for us to be because we're on edge of, are we going to have any of these bands have a tornado warning at any second? So not the case right now, but of course we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, that's some, something to look forward to. So enjoy your 4th of July I, I, the weekend here, uh, but just make sure you're continuing to get daily updates. I think that's the best way, the message that we can give out to people. Don't panic. You should be prepared this time of the year. You should know what you were going to do if a hurricane was impact our area. Not saying this is going to be a hurricane, but you should already have your plan before hurricane season even starts. So think about what you're going to be doing if something was to impact our area, but enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Right. And before we get into the 4th of July stuff here, I just want to look back at 2020 because, you know, that was a record year. 30 name systems there exceeding only 2005. We did have five name storms last year in July in the calendar month. And now some of those started in one of them started in July and ended in August. But you had uh, Tropical Storm Eduardo. You had Faye that brought rain up into South Carolina, especially St. Helena Island. Uh, Gonzalo, that was uh, more so the Cabo Verde Islands, not a big deal. But then you had two hurricanes in Hannah that went down to Padre Island, Texas, barely making it into the U.S. And then Isaias, which is, you know, we had to deal with the, that pronunciation for Forever. so long. And that started uh, on the 24th as a wave and finally made its way out this way. So technically was named, maybe didn't impact us uh, quite in July. But, you know, five, in a, that's a lot for, for July. Typically, you know, it's comparable more so to June right. as activity-wise goes. And so. I did hear something, a stat saying that Elsa is now the earliest uh, fifth name storm on record. I think it beat out well. Edward, is it Edward or Eduardo from last year. Yeah, and I don't have a date. By like, next it was July that. 6th, I think, uh, it was Edward, by, and then July, yeah. well, June 30th, really. I want to say that it was by a couple at least in less than a week, but more than a few days, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Anyways, it just seems like we're starting new records over and over here every year. These are um, not the records we want to be. Starting. No. And hopefully <laughs> we uh, kind of pull the reins back a little bit. And yes, there are other waves out there. there you're always going to have some sort of a wave likely moving off uh, the West coast of Africa this time of the year. If it materializes or not, that's our job to, to talk to you guys about. But right now, Elsa is the only thing that's outlooked by the hurricane center and that we're focusing on. Right. So we got a long ways to go. We'll continue to give you updated there. We just started the month of July, and let's get into talk about uh, what we expect to see here maybe with the, the month. Uh, yeah. We'll start out by saying normally July is one of our hottest months. July yep. and August yeah, are our hottest months. Normal high temperatures start out on, Ju- on July 1st, 92 degrees, the morning low of 73, and we continue the hottest days we see on average are generally in the mid-July. So that'll be our, our normal high of 93 from July 14th through July 24th. So heat, that's yep. what you think You know, of. that's that's all you think about. Heat, humidity, sweating, you know, it's just like uh, you, you, you hope you have a friend with a pool or you have a pool. But, you know, 4th of July coming up, uh, you know, really good childhood memories for me with the 4th of July obviously hot growing up in texas i mean up up in your neck of the woods dave it's hotter up there than it's been down here too so it has it, been it can get hot anywhere in the summertime but for savannah the hottest fourth of july recorded anyways was back in 97 at 99 we're gonna be under that here this year maybe because of some clouds around but hopefully this front looks like it's gonna get a little bit south of us and we've brought down rain chances a little bit but i definitely don't see us being completely dry on Sunday. No, and it's going to be close too with that front kind of yeah. settling over the area. Mm-hmm. This is one of those forecasts where you don't normally see in July cold front kind of settling yeah. over. These don't, usually don't make it this time of the year. And, you know, we're coming off of a June 
which was very cool for us. We saw a lot of temperatures into the 80s. I think even the last uh, seven to eight days, our highs were only in the 80s. Very unusual since we're normally easily in the low to mid-90s. Yeah, and as long as you got the breeze out there, it's not too bad. You get you get out there with no breeze, and it's not going to feel too good out there with the humidity level that it's at. I mean, especially whenever we can only drop down into the mid-70s in the morning, that tells you that, hey, you've got a lot of moisture in the air, and it's not going to feel too great. But it has been slightly below average and not as bad as it could be, especially over the last, like you said, a week and a half or so. Could be worse. Still not the most comfortable, but it's kind of the time of the year you're getting a little bit more acclimated to it. You know, it's, it's been perfect timing for me. I'd, I'd like to see this because mm-hmm. I did put that new sod yeah. in the beginning of June. And the wet June... Uh, has been perfect. The lawn actually looks very nice. Well, I think we need to see some pictures. I'm going to try to do it. I've been waiting. I just did my first mow last weekend, and, and uh, it, it's coming along. Good. Nicely. Excited to see it. Yes. It's like another kid to take care of the I, lawn. It certainly is. After taking care of the dirt and the weeds for the last year, <laughs> finally went and got the new lawn. Dirt and the weeds are not nicknames for his kids, by the way. So we're, <laughs> we're good there. But yeah, fourth where's, of July. Where's the, where's the cue on that? I don't know. One? Actually, you I don't. Find it. We're going to mess with You make buttons. a joke like that? There it is. Hey, that good was first try. Nice. There were seven I could have picked, and I got lucky. <laughs> Guarantee you that was pure luck. That I just was hit awesome. a button. Awesome. Yeah, well, fourth of July, looking forward to it. Um, I usually get to watch the uh, the fireworks on the sky cams, which actually is an interesting view here. I love, you know, going out and, and looking at the fireworks and all that, but I'm actually going to uh, go see some family here next week, and, and they live out in the country in the Midwest, so I'm sure we'll have our own little fireworks show. So I don't I don't mind working the holidays. I think it's fun, and, and usually we'll bring in some food, and, and I get to watch the fireworks shows on Tybee in downtown at, from, from our sky camps. And no. then I don't have to deal with the traffic. Oh, my goodness gracious. I always said, talk about the 4th of July, when I, I did mornings uh, 17 and a half years. I know. I know I say that. Yep. And I hated, hated fireworks working that morning shift. I know. They you were tough. New Year's or 4th of July because you're trying to go to bed at 7, 8 o'clock. And, and, and so you can try to get up, you know, before 2 o'clock. And... Then the fireworks go off. I'm fine with it, but then they're dogs. Yeah, we had an 80-pound yeah. golden retriever who was terrified of the, of the fireworks or any yeah. type of sound, and she would be on the bed on top of your head just panting, running around, and you just couldn't sleep. And up. there's nothing you can do. You can't like, hey, stop the fireworks. It's 4th of July or you know, New Year's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, Cutter might be a little tired on Monday. <laughs> because Sunday night going into Monday morning, but I get it. Uh, it's it's tough, but hey, it, it is part of the celebration, and hopefully, it's not too bad. It's the gunshots. Man. I don't I don't never understand oh, people, understand shoot, people shoot shooting guns. guns. Off. I mean, you've got fireworks, and they're pretty, and like guns. I don't know. Well, the old adage, "What goes up must come down." That those bullets are going to come down somewhere, and that's the concern. Right. Not that you're firing off the gun, but the bullet's going to come down somewhere. And there's been a lot of people who get accidentally killed every year because of gunshots going off when yeah, people are trying to celebrate. So don't do that. Yes, we'll stick to fireworks. I, I can handle those. Sparklers, always fun. You know, all that good stuff. But be careful poppers. with the sparklers, too. I hear they, what is it, 1,200 degrees? 2,000 degrees, oh they gosh. say, that they can burn. And they have a lot of uh, emergency room visits for burns for people thinking, oh, it's only a sparkler. But yikes, watch yeah, out. Di- different chemicals burn at different temperatures. So you got to be careful about that. But I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully... For your 4th of July plans, uh, it'll go rain-free, but I don't think it'll be a washout. You know, it's going to be more of a summertime setup for Sunday versus what we're going to look at Friday with rain coming in. 
uh, during the afternoon, evening with that front that will be a kind of pivotal for what happens with Elsa. So a lot for us to do here on our end here with the WTOC First Alert weather team here. Uh, thank you guys, of course, for joining in. As always, it's it's nice to, to have you guys out there. Hope you guys have a great, safe Fourth of July weekend. We'll keep you updated on everything tropics. You can check it out in the WTOC weather app or on the Hurricane Center tab on WTOC.com. For myself and Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley, this is another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. 